Podcast City Network. Welcome. This is the Rick Griffin Show Podcast, a baseball podcast for baseball fans of all ages. Now, here's your host, Rip Griffin. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 71 of the Rip Griffin Show. On the last episode, we talked about the NL West, and this week we will be continuing our division by division preview, and we will be discussing the AL West. But before we get into that, be sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms, whether it be Apple, Google, or Spotify. And be sure to head on over to the ripgriffinshow.com if you would like to leave me a question or a voicemail. Uh, click on the blue microphone at the bottom of the right-hand corner of the website, and I will answer your questions on the air. But uh, to kind of dive into this week's episode, or excuse me, this today's episode is uh, the AL West. Now, the AL West is going to be one of those divisions that will probably be, excuse me, be down to one or two teams. Um, unfortunately, it's either going to be between either the Houston Astros or the Oakland Athletics. Uh, those are the two teams that will probably, you know, the Athletics are kind of more uh, seem like they usually, uh, at least on paper, look like they won't be able to uh, do much, but they always surprise us come September. And of course, you've got the Astros who are probably entering the last uh, season or so of their AL West run and, and dominance of, of that division. But um, And then, of course, to kind of round out things, you know, you've got the Angels who have, who have Mike Trout, um, who's kind of been working on some things this, uh, this offseason. Uh, you've got the... Uh, the Texas Rangers and you've got the Seattle Mariners as well, who are still kind of in that rebuild mode. Um, you know, one team did make some moves to kind of help uh, solidify their outfield. Uh, the Seattle Mariners have been, I think I just gave it away there, but oh well. Um, but uh, the Mariners will kind of dive into that team in just a little bit as well. But uh, the kind of way I have this division kind of rounding out once uh, the end of the season in September comes. It's going to be the Astros 1, A's 2, Angels 3, uh, Rangers 4, and Mariners 5 The kind of in, in this in this division. Um, you know, like I mentioned on the, on the last episode, I have been wrong before. So uh, that's the great thing about baseball is we just don't know what's going to happen, which makes it fun. You know, it, we can sit here and predict how these um, – these divisions will fare, especially when we look at things on paper. But I think that's how it's going to look for right now. Uh, we'll see what happens when opening day comes in just about uh, eight days now. So, uh, but uh, we'll kind of dive into the Astros real quick, just to kind of give you a uh, a off season recap, pretty much on how the team fared. Uh, a lot of this uh, lineup remains pretty much intact obviously the most notable difference is the fact that george springer is no longer at the leadoff spot uh, as he has um, gone to toronto and that uh, six-year 150 million dollar deal that he was offered this past offseason so no more george springer for the astros but i don't believe that's going to be a factor in this lineup because this lineup is still stacked one through eight uh there's still a couple pieces wondering who's going to lead off whether it's going to be miles straw who will probably be your opening day center fielder 
or even Carlos Correa or I would say Altuve as well. But um, for the most part, you know, one through nine is going to be uh, it's going to be stacked. Uh, the rotation looks to have taken a little bit of a hit in the way of Framber Valdez, who was injured in a spring training game when he took a line driver off his ring finger on his left throwing hand off the bat of Francisco Lindor and fractured it. But uh, the word is right now that there will be no surgery. So his timetable is still to be determined, but um, he'll be out for at least the next few weeks. But uh, that doesn't mean Zach Greinke. Uh, you still have Zach Greinke, Lance McCullers, who will be your one-two starters. Uh, Greinke is going has already been pegged as the opening day starter, so he'll get the nod. Um, you still have Lance McCullers out there, who's looking phenomenal this uh, this spring. But the Astros made a signing kind of midway through the spring training, and they brought in Jake Odorizzi, who's the last key top free agent pitcher on the board. So they got him, uh, which will be nice to have him in the middle part of that rotation. And then, of course, you still have Christian Javier and Jose Ukidi will probably be your four or five. They can flip-flop either way. But, um, you know, a lot of good things. Um, of course, we don't know what's going to happen with Justin Verlander. He is probably, he he's just getting to the point where he's starting to throw again. So we'll just see him uh, in some you know, rehab-type uh, situations, but he won't be ready till probably mid-August late or early September at the most. So uh, the bullpen is going to be one to watch. Uh, Joe Smith will be back after opting out this past uh, offseason, or excuse me, last season in 2020. But uh, they still have, you know, they brought in Ryan Stanek, who's a good flamethrower. Uh, they brought in Pedro Bias as well. So two guys that will kind of help solidify that uh, that bullpen. Of course, they have Anoli Paredes as well and Ryan Presley, who will kind of help uh, towards the latter part back into that rotation. But uh, you know, they also brought in Jason Castro to kind of help with this rotation and this bullpen. Good veteran catcher to back up Martin Maldonado. But like I mentioned, the rest of the lineup is going to be pretty much the the same as it was last season. Uh, you know, with Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa. Michael Brantley returns. So the Astros were able to lock him up for the next couple of years, which was in that whirlwind of a day where he went to Toronto that followed George Springer. But then a couple of hours later, he was brought back to the Astros and signed. So uh, a lot of good things. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is going to be back in that DH role. He looks to be healthy. So, um, you know, the Astros will probably be the team that are, is going to be the team to watch in the West, the AOS, uh, that can probably get back to winning that division of course oakland won that division last season in that 60 games but um you know the athletics they the rotation pretty much stays the same uh, frankie montas is going to be your opening day starter but uh they did go out and um they did bring in sergio romo to kind of help with the bullpen uh as far as the rotation is concerned it's pretty much it's going to be the same looks like mike fryers is probably going to be out to start the season so um but uh, Frankie Montaz, and the, they got Jesus Lozario, Chris Bassett is going to be back there too. Sean Manaya. So a lot of the same rotation the Athletics will have coming into 2020. Um, the Athletics did go out and spent some money for the closing position. And they brought in Trevor, Trevor Rosenthal, which was, uh, it seemed like a, 
they spent more than what they normally would pay on a closer. Obviously, with the loss of Liam Hendricks going to the White Sox, it's going to be a big blow to that bullpen. But I still think the Athletics have the pitching, and they, they've obviously got the depth. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much of about the rotation and uh, the the bullpen for Athletics fans. I think everything's going to be just fine. Of course, I mean they still have you know a great uh, lineup. Uh, especially with Matt Olson and Matt Chapman there at the corners, first base and second base. Uh, they did bring in Elvis Andrus uh, with the uh, the trade with the Rangers that sent Chris Davis to the Rangers, and it brought in Elvis Andrus. Andrus has been kind of injured and kind of on the decline a little bit, honestly, over the last couple of seasons. But it'll be interesting to see how he kind of uh, changes scenery. Sometimes will help a player get back into the swing of things. So we'll see how he does there in Oakland. Mark Canna out there in the outfit still. And uh, Ramon Laureano is going to be another guy to keep an eye on as well as Steven Piscotti. But uh, they did also bring in Mitch Moreland, who will kind of be more of that everyday DH type role. He can come in and fill in at first base if Matt uh, Olson, almost Chapman there, but uh, both Matt's at the corner, so to say Matt, <clears throat> but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, with Mitch Moreland coming in. He can play first base. He can also DH for you. Good left-handed bat. So good things for this Oakland Athletics lineup that I'm excited to watch. Of course, you got Tony Kemp as well, who's the very versatile, can play just about any position. So you can slide him in just about anywhere, and uh, which is great for the Athletics to have that versatility. So a lot of experience, a lot of depth with the Oakland Athletics. I think this is going to be the team. Like I mentioned, it's a team that may not look a whole lot like a contender on paper. But when these guys get going and they start playing, it's every every September, it's, it, it's a race between either the Astros or the Athletics. And a lot of the times the Athletics are one or two games out of first place before uh, you know mid-September. So it always makes for a fun race. Uh, to October and uh, you know the the athletics have always been a team that have been in the playoffs whether it's been a wild card or if it's been they get into the division series so it'll be exciting to see what the athletics can do I I think they will be uh, a fun team to watch this this uh, this season so but uh, to kind of you know keep going here uh, the team I think that's kind of be it's going to be in the middle of the division is going to be the Los Angeles Angels. Now the Pakota standings kind of had the Angels in second and the Athletics in third, but I don't think that's going to be the case because the Angels really didn't go out and add a whole lot of pitching. They really needed pitching this offseason to get them over that hump. Yes, they did bring in Alex uh, Clado to kind of help with the the bullpen. And they brought in Rocio Iglesias as well to help close out games. But for the most part, you don't know what's going to happen with this, this starting rotation because Shohei Otani is coming back after after Tommy John, excuse me. So you don't know what to expect from him, especially when he's trying to be a two-way player as well as pitch and bat. So you don't know what you're going to get out of out of him. Uh, Dylan Bundy is probably going to be your opening day starter, if not if he hasn't been announced already. Already, uh, they did bring in 
uh, Alex Cobb in that trade with the Royals. So uh, they did add some pitching, but not what they need. They needed a a a pitcher that could be a number one that can get you quality innings, that can get you deep into games, and they need somebody that can go at least 200 innings a season. I think uh, that's going to be the real kicker, and it's possible we might see the Angels kind of uh, stay with the status quo, especially when you have one of the best players in the game in Mike Trout that wants to go to the postseason, that wants to win a postseason game. And wants to win a World Series as well. You know, I don't blame the guy. Uh, he's the best player in the game. And it seems like the Angels are not wanting to, you know, incorporate that and try to help him and the organization get back to winning a World Series. They haven't won one since 2002. So uh, I expect Mike Trout to kind of, you know, keep doing what he's doing. He's, uh, I'm sure he's getting frustrated. And I don't blame him one bit. But, uh, you know, the Angels still have Anthony Rendon that they brought in last season. And, of course, they've got uh, – they just signed Dexter Flower, Fowler. Excuse me. So, um, you know, Max Stassi Max, – it's kind of interesting at the catcher position because you've got Max Stassi and then you, they got, you got Kirk Suzuki. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the guy that is going to be your everyday catcher. More than likely, it might be Max Stassi since he's uh, – Probably a little bit he's younger than Kurt Suzuki, so they could alternate there. And then, of course, you got Albert Pujols, which we don't know if he's going to retire after the end of this season or not, but uh, um, he'll probably be in there kind of splitting time between the DH, between him and Shohei Otani. Uh, Justin Upton is still there in left field. So um, at second base, you've got David Fletcher, so... I see this lineup kind of just maybe might make a push with the athletics, but I don't see them being able to take the division quite yet. They're not there. They need pitching. I think pitching is going to be key, especially in this division, because this is a very, uh, each lineup is very, very uh, offensively uh, built around. I mean, each team has a lot of good power offense and pitching is going to be key that so you can counter that offense, but I think the Angels will kind of still be in the middle of the road in, the, in this division. So we'll see what happens at uh, come September. So to kind of round out the the American League West, it can be either between the Texas Rangers or the Seattle Mariners. And if I had to flip a coin right now, I would go with the Texas Rangers at the number four spot. They are still rebuilding and there's still a lot of things that can, um, that could happen come before, before the trade deadline, honestly, because you've got, uh, if Joey Gallo can remain healthy, he might be a trade piece that the Rangers could use to bring in some more prospects and some more talent, uh, younger talent, you know, but, uh, they did uh, go out and get uh, Kohei Arihara, uh, Mike Fultonewicz, and Jordan Lyles is still there. And they did get Dane Dunning in that trade with Lance Lynn to the White Sox. So uh, Kyle Gibson is going to be your opening day starter more than likely. But uh, one of the things that we'll, we'll need to watch with the Rangers is going to be that bullpen. Uh, Ian Kennedy is going to be a guy that will probably be getting, be getting a lot of the workload 
kind of as a middle and late reliever in this uh, in this bullpen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, they've done some things in the way of their lineup uh, that uh, we didn't see in 2020. That's one thing is Rufin Odor, who lost his his starting spot to Nick Solak. So Rufin Odor is now moving to third, and it looks like a Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, IKF is what I'm going to call him because that name is really confusing, is going to make the move, who won a gold glove at uh, third base last year, is now going to be playing shortstop. So um, they kind of have moved some things around with their position players, which will be interesting to watch uh, this season. And of course, they did add David Dahl in the outfield. So, And of course, I mentioned Chris Davis as well. So the Rangers are still rebuilding, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is a, uh, is going to be a prized player come uh, the trade deadline. If a team is in a position that needs a right fielder and needs his power bat, I think uh, we will see the Rangers kind of try to negotiate and uh, get some trade pieces in return for for Gallo. So something to consider. It's not saying it's going to happen. You know, uh, the Rangers had the opportunity last season to trade Lance Lynn at the trade deadline, but they did not. And they did it at the offseason because they were hoping to try to get to see what happens uh, to get more of a return. So, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with the Rangers. Uh, I still see them rebuilding, but uh, they're getting closer to to contending in the AL West. It's just a matter of getting some more key pieces. Well, like a lot of teams, I mean, that are rebuilding is key pieces. Um, like the Seattle Manors, for example, they did. Uh, they had a lot of offseason uh, turmoil in the way of not their players, but their front office, uh, especially with their former president and CEO coming out and saying that they've manipulated service time for some players. Um, You know, and of course, you know, the other things that he uh, made fun of, of the international players and their inability to uh, speak English because English is not their first language, which was just wrong on his part on all accounts. But uh, the range, excuse me, the uh, Mariners are going to be a team that is definitely still in a rebuild mode. Very quiet this offseason in the way of any type of transactions. One guy to kind of keep an eye on is Kyle Lewis, who's coming into his, I believe, his second season with uh, the Mariners, uh, the, the center fielder. I pulled up the wrong person here. But um, but yeah, Kyle Lewis is going to be a guy to watch out there in center field. Uh, had an amazing, amazing 2020 season where he hit 259, 11 home runs, 28 RBIs, and a point. 801 OPS. So he's a definitely a guy to watch uh, this season and out there in center field. And of course, I mean, you you still can't forget about J.P. Crawford and Kyle Seeger at uh, shortstop and third base. Those two guys uh, on the left side of that infield are two of the best in the game. And then, of course, um, you know, they have, you know, Mitch Hanniger that they just uh, that they just brought back. From uh, he spent the you know last season with who do you spend last season with? Uh, I'll have to go back and look. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, Mitch Hanniger is what got to watch. He hit uh, two twenty, had fifteen home runs and thirty two RBIs last season. So um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on him as well. 
It's going to be interesting. Okay, so he, yeah, 2000. Oh, he did not. He uh, Mitch Haniger, sorry, he opted out last season, so he didn't play. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with the with the Seattle Mariners. I think they are still you know years away from continuing in the West. One of the only teams to not make it to a World Series yet. So um, Mariners fans, just keep hanging in there because we don't know what's going to happen with them uh, come uh, this season. But uh, you know they did bring in James Paxson. I almost forgot about that. So they brought him back uh, after he spent the last few seasons with the Yankees. So he's back in that rotation, which is going to be exciting to see. Of course, they have Mar- Marco Gonzalez as well. So, um, but yeah. That's going to be the Mariners. We'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, the AL West is always one of those teams, or excuse me, those divisions that comes down to one or two teams. So, but uh, we'll see what happens with the West. Like I mentioned, I think it's going to be Astros, A's, Angels, Rangers, and Mariners to kind of round out that division. So, if you have any questions about your team that you think uh, might be a surprise and we and you want to talk about it, be sure to head on over to RipGriffinShow.com. Click on the blue microphone at the bottom right-hand corner and you can send me a voicemail and I will get those questions and I'll answer those. So that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, please remember to head on over to the Podcast City Network where you can catch all the amazing podcasts. So that's it for me, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Rip Griffin Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms. Follow Rip on Twitter at RipGriffin2.